This is a Kirkendall Barrett presentation, darling. <laughs> you can touch it if you want. Ladies, if you want to meet a man, check your storage closet. Come on, Kendall, take off your shirt and go camera shopping at Best Buy. Good shirtless, not bad shirtless. Yeah. Well, it was gratuitous. Yeah, it was. I like a good grizzled man sometimes. A lifetime of Hallmark. Well, hello, everybody. It is your favorite day of the week. It is time for another episode of A Lifetime of Hallmark, where we talk about your favorite movies on both Lifetime and the Hallmark Channel and try to make sense of them. I am Les Kirkendall Barrett. Hello, Jason Bowers. Hello, Les Kirkendall Barrett. And hello, Kurt Fitzpatrick. Hello, Les Kirkendall Barrett, and hello, Jason Bowers. It has been a very long time. It's been a minute. I think five or six weeks since our last episode. So sorry. Yes. Sorry. Been busy. Well, the problem is this gay pride month. See, Too much. 1000% gay pride is a giant factor in it. Cause LA, we had WeHo pride and LA pride back to back. So two big weeks, but like we haven't spoken since I was in Mexico. Oh my God. Oh, yeah. Really? Yeah. Have we spoken since I went to Prague? I think we no, talked about you going so. to Prague. I'm not sure if we talked about you being in Prague. Prague, you're in New York. I so yeah, we haven't talked yeah. in like five or six weeks. Well, yeah. I just want to I just want to say because I I, did, I mentioned that I have a problem with the Gay Pride Month. I have I'm all for the Gay Pride. I'm an ally, as we all know. But if you are a straight person and you're doing a podcast with gay people, you can't do your podcast for a month. If gay pride's going on because there's well, parades and swim parties and the there, house parties. There definitely were things that interfered, but I think where Les and I failed here is what we should have done is rallied some of our many gay friends that were gathering and somehow put together like a live episode. Oh my God, that would have been amazing. Yeah. So maybe we'll plan ahead for the next big gathering yes. of people. All right, I need, I, yes. I need to fly out. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, you should come for Gay Pride. Yeah. yeah, we have some we have some very entertaining friends. <laughs> we could probably do a float. A lifetime I, of Hallmark float. I would do it. <laughs> I would do it. And, and speaking of Pride, like I'm 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 exhausted. I was just at New York Pride last a couple of yeah. days ago. So you've done triple have, were you here for both LA and WeHo? Yes, I was. Okay, yeah. So you've done three prides this year already. I've done three prides. Four if you count Mardi Gras and uh, World Pride as two separate things. Right. Which you could because LA and WeHo are separate. Right. Going to San Diego next month. Oh, you're going to San Diego? Yeah. Wait, so what happens? So you, if you say you're due pride, what does that mean? You're 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 going to the parades or what, what's happening? You just, you're in for me. It just means in the city with all of the activities going on, and you go to some of those activities and you don't to others. But there's just more gay people there. Yes, yes. Like even even. Oh, and get this. Okay, so in in New York, mm -hmm. in New York City, they don't have one march. They have two parades on the same day that's at, unnecessary and at some point it's going, it goes simultaneously at the same time i did two parades on sunday uh, see now do they at least I, have okay. them on different streets like they're not running into each yeah, other are they so, so i did and then so they call it 
So in New York, they get a little more political than we do here in California. So they have the one parade, which they call the corporate parade, which is like, you know, Billy Porter was in it. Oh, I thought that was for like closeted uh, gays. There's a there's no. a parade for closeted gays, and there's a, there's a parade for more out gays. But, no, no, no. Cor- like, corporate, you know, corporate, like, oh, there's the Bank of America float. Right, exactly. Where's Fargo? Oh, the good. mayor, the mayor was there. The, the people that are that are our allies for that one month a year. Right. Okay. Right. You know, um, all of the bars had flow. Yeah. So that you know that that whole thing. And so then the other there's the more political cr- parade. Called, uh, called the Queer Liberation March. And those are like the people, you know, fuck the patriarchy. We hate capitalism. That, that parade. So, so I went to- So the, low on sponsorships, corporate. that one, right? Pardon? So that one's low on sponsorships, right? Probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. So <laughs> I went to, I'm putting in quotes, the corporate parade. Now the corporate parade, seriously- went for it go, they said and i believe them now goes for like six to eight hours that's hell oh no. right so i went to that one first and i went for like you know i went for like three hours and barely put a dent in it and then i had some a work day though pardon that is a work day you figure it's like it's like a corporate praise so you got like an eight hour Eight hour work day. Oh yeah, I never even thought of how terrible we'd be to be in that parade. Right. Oh, that would suck. So, so, so then I went down to the Queer Liberation March and met some of my other friends down there, and I thought that I was meeting them and we were going to watch the march. Oh, they were in the march, so I ended up doing the Queer Liberation March. I was in it. No. Have I told you guys my thoughts on parades? No, I have a feeling. I I hate parades. I hate them. I find them unbelievably pointless. It is a bunch of people walking and driving. So this isn't just gay pride parades. It's all parades in general. If I want to see a parade, it better be posted speed limit. Whatever the posted speed limit. I don't like parades either. I've attended – I attended – Two parades while my long time of living in New York. One was the Puerto Rican Day Parade. Another was a World Series Parade. And these parades, they're scary. There's so many people. You get crushed in. Uh-huh. I don't I, like that. Well, and like, it's it's just such, it's such a time suck, like you said. It's blocking the street. Nobody can drive down the street. And it's just everyone walking and driving slow. That's L.A. on any day of the year. People right. walking and driving slow. Why do I need to sit at the side of the road and watch it? <laughs> right. But if I post the speed well, limit, then they're like really barreling like a... down Santa Monica Boulevard in a fire truck with like a bunch of twinks in their underwear hanging on for dear life. And you've got like drag queens like grasping Poor to guys. their wig. That's <laughs> entertaining. <laughs> grasping to their wig. Yeah. It's different watching a little parade, like at a small, like a Fourth of July, small, small parade. You know, you're sitting there, and these these New York these 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 city parades. I was getting squashed. It was fun being in it, though. And then after that, I went to dinner in Brooklyn. How many hours were you walking? Not a minute was wasted. How many hours did I walk? Yeah. Um, I 
closed my ring. <laughs> closed your ring? As Apple Watch. Um, I, well, I was in the, the Queer Liberation March for like two hours. No, too much. Too much. Especially two when hours. you weren't planning on it. No. Right. Well, yeah, true. There's some hot guys, though. Yeah. And... I did have fun. I did have fun in New York because I was there doing my show, um, and I started this new thing. At the end of my shows, I promote our podcast. So that's I, oh, good. That, that's I a new thing for you at the end of your shows. At the end of our shows, I'm like, guess what? I have a podcast. It's called Lifetime of Hallmark. No, no, I believe that you do it. I'm questioning the fact that this just started. That this well, is a new thing that you're doing. Never. <laughs> oh yeah we do this no absolutely i always remember if, I, if i'm on another podcast i'm always like oh yeah it was heavily promote this yeah but the live, sometimes a live show i think sometimes it slipped because i was like i was going to make a program with our information but didn't and I was, i'll do it this time. i was a guest on another podcast and i so um i'm doing this show about william dorsey swan who was uh True story, former slave, became the queen of drag in the late 1800s. So I've been like, and that's why I was in New York. And so one of the places I promoted my podcast, so um, Bob the Drag Queen um, and Peppermint from RuPaul's Drag Race have a podcast uh, called the Black Queer Town Hall Podcast. And I actually promoted our podcast on that too. That's awesome. I'm interested to see how how it's going to affect our number well bob the drag queen is supposed to be opening for madonna on her big celebration tour madonna just announced today that they're postponing the start of that big tour so i think bob the drag queen has some time to come on lifetime of hallmark podcast and watch a really bad hallmark movie with us i agree i agree got some free time get into the groove with bob I agree. But Madonna's okay. She's had a bacteria infection or something. That's serious shit. Well, so so Get how well long soon, Madonna? He laid up. Uh, they haven't said TBD. Because all I know is I have a few friends who have Madonna tickets who are very worried. Like a prayer. Hey, speaking of famous people, I watched that awful show. Where it's like a. It's like a big brother reality show where they put like relatives of famous people oh, oh I, I just heard about this today because uh, Tom Hanks niece was on it or something that's right oh yeah. it melted down two of the Jonas brothers host this show what, what's the name of the show claim to fame claim to fame claim to fame the yeah. woman is not yeah she kind of embarrassed herself this woman it's she's technically Rita Wilson's niece oh wait a minute so wait so she it's, she didn't use Rita Wilson's name. She used no. Tom's name. Right. Even She's Tom Hanks' niece through marriage. It's still a niece. Well, I guess you could say that. Yeah. It's still but... a niece. Like when yeah. you were growing up and you went to your aunt and uncle's house, you didn't say my aunt's house th- uh, through marriage and uncle's house. Like you didn't differentiate. It's the same thing. I know. It's still, still, she's not blood related to Tom Hanks or Colin Hanks. She's blood related to Chet Hanks. But what's cheating too is she could have said Rita Wilson because Rita Wilson's famous too. Yeah, that's right. She is blood related to to Rita Wilson. 
What did she do that was what what is the premise of the show exactly? I'm nitpicking. It's a bunch of people. um, So we don't know who's they're all related to a famous person somehow, but we don't know. We, the viewers don't know. And they're all in this house. And uh, I'm kind of half watching it when it's on. And uh, there was one segment where they did like a talent show. Somebody rapped and someone was singing and and they're all, they're all like trying to figure out who these people relate. Like everybody in the house is trying to figure it out. And at the end, like one of them said, I'm going to, I know who she is, whatever her name is. And so she came up, she's like, how could you do this to me? If you're related to Tom Hanks. And then she was like screaming, like, I wanted to be on the show longer. Embarrassing. So, Thanks. Wait, so this is what I don't get. So just because you're related to a famous person, doesn't mean you have talent. So, but they had a talent. So what was the talent show supposed to reveal? I don't, because some of these people are performers. You know, or they're trying to be performers. I don't understand. Well, well, I don't get reality shows in general, but who is this for? Because if they're just because they're related to a Tom Hanks or whomever it is, doesn't mean that they have a big enough personality to make for interesting reality television. Exactly. And they're they're not there because of their own star power because they're not a star. So who who's tuning in for this? Well, it's people uh, like my, it's my family's TV that just happens to be on and I just, I just don't want to change the channel and I'm working on other stuff and it's, it's on. So I th- maybe that's what it is. And think of it this but, way. If they were truly talented, they'd be Nepo baby. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Not everybody I, I, that for most people that doesn't work out, you know, as, as we know, but well. yeah. And the, but this woman, it's, it's kind of embarrassing because she's like, 39 years old. Like it might be kind of cute if she's like 21 and she's saying she's Tom Hanks niece, but it's like, Hey, you better get your own shit happening. You know? And the deal is, and I would put money on this. If she was remotely talented and Tom Hanks threw her a bone, she'd be able to write. Yes. Yeah. At least get started. Col- yeah. Colin, she said, Colin's she said been active for years. Yeah, she said she she has an acting career. She's had a role in Larry Crown and some other. It's like his movies. So he's given her like like one like a line. Uh-huh. It's nice of him, which is yeah, nice. I, I, yeah, I never thought of this before. But can you imagine being like Tom Hanks? Everybody loves Tom Hanks, but the orbit, like he's mm-hmm. got these like these relatives must be like, hey, uh, hey Tom, would you look at my screenplay? It's like, oh, just come on. Yeah, I even I have relatives that try to pull that shit. And I'm not even. <laughs> They're trying to give you a screenplay. Oh God. Yes, but you know how you stop people from doing that? Well, or, or, the, or what I started getting a lot of is <laughs> oh, I can't do anything with it. I have an idea for for a movie. Like people think that their ideas are just so fucking interesting. So what what has stopped people in their tracks when they're like, I have an idea. Do you have a treatment? Do you have a and then they're like, well, what's a treatment? And then you tell them, they're like, I need to do that. And I'm like, yeah, you do. Or is it is it registered with the WGA? Well, no, you need to do that too. Because I'm not going to read your, if you do have a script, I'm not going to read your half-assed lame script and then have you potentially sue me down the line for stealing your shitty idea. Wow. I wonder if that's what, that's what Tom Hanks says too. When his niece tries to slip him a script. Yeah. I'm reading your shit. I, I, I mean, I don't know. He is, Some of these people hide, hide in their house like they're Howard Hughes because they're afraid someone's, one of their relatives is going to give them a script treatment or something. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. 
because anyway. there's I bet he gets his wife. I bet he gets Rita to kind of like because she's because she's a good. She seems like a like a good partner. She probably like tells her family like don't bring any scripts don't approach them about anything we'll try to help you out if we can but just leave us alone this is a barbecue right Back exactly. off. i feel like tom has enough cojones to do that on his own too like because he he's so like nice and affable i think he would just be up front and be like hey guys like we're trying to do a family barbecue here and like i've worked hard to get what i got so you should do the nice. same right exactly yeah. that's now, can you pass level. me the truffle oil for my hot dog Exactly. Right. You know, I get to, you know, if there's, if there's an extra roll, maybe I'll make you an extra in something. Yeah. Oh, great. I, I'm sorry. I asked him. Hey, Tom, I think I could have a role in the movie. Well, I think we may have an extra part for you. It'd be a featured extra. Right. Ooh. You don't like, you know, you'd, you'd eat that. You'd bite that hot dog with truffle oil or, you know, I'm going to marry into Tom Hanks family so i'm related to him how he has all sons he's got oh, this niece somebody in there you got the niece oh that's right i could marry that crazy niece oh there you go kurt all right if she's listening she's appropriate <laughs> and everything oh yeah thanks well, <laughs> she is age 39 that's true she's age appropriate for me yeah. um yes i i yes that that would work out well we'd be a power couple there Tom Hanks' niece and nephew. <laughs> <laughs> we would take on the world. Would you? Would you take on her last name? But then would you be like Kurt Hanks? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think well, her name is Hanks. I don't think her, her name isn't Hanks because she's uh, not. Yeah. Is it white? White. Is her last no, name no. White? Barry, like our favorite person with the last name oh, oh. White. Oh, I was thinking Barry White. Oh, no, no. Yeah, I'm ready. Here we go. Do you have any black, <laughs> China, black Angela White China? <laughs> Doing a piece of China. 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 I'm talking China. The Black China Report. Here's Kurt Fitzpatrick. All right, this is from E! News. This how, is from a, how old is this? It's been a while since we've done the show. Yeah, it is for a while. Yeah, it's May 13th. But look, this was a good <laughs> I found here. Don't call me out on things like that. I wasn't that. calling you uh, out. I was genuinely curious because it's our all, all of already, our collective fault while we haven't been here. We already interrupted our Tom Hanks relative. I was, I was making my you know, case to marry that, that unfortunate woman. All right, so Black China celebrated her 35th birthday looking much different than she did during her 34th. The glamour model... Rob Kardashian's ex reflected on her past look with facial fillers in a May tw uh, 12th Instagram post, bluntly declaring in a video, I was looking at old pictures. You got you guys. That face was looking crazy. China, real name Angela White, included two photos of herself from the 2020 Oscars. In March, the reality star began documenting her experiences, getting several cosmetic procedures reversed. She shared on Instagram videos of herself getting fillers dissolved from her cheeks and jawline. Back to the baseline, she told a physician's assistant at the time, I'm tired of the look, and it's just not flattering. It's not what I want to look like. It, like, totally changed my face, and I'm just ready to get back to Angela. Black China's Black China, and I feel like I've outgrown that, and it's just time for, like, a change. China added that with her facial fillers, facial fillers in, makeup artists would contour it, so it would, it would be even more dramatic, adding, so I would, I would be looking like Jigsaw. 
The mask, everything. <laughs> I'm just ready to take it out. China previously underwent breast reduction surgery and had silicone removed from her buttocks. Following her procedure, she shared how she told her and Rob's Kardashian's daughter, Dream Kardashian 6, and her and ex-Tiger's son, King Cairo 10, about her procedures. When I came back from my surgery, they're like, so why are you laying like that? She said on Sway in the morning. I'm like, mommy just had surgery. They're like, so what did you get? I'm like, I got my boobies and my butt smaller. China then imitated the kids' reactions to, I never had that experience with my parents, but okay. Anyway, China then imitated the kids' reaction to her physical transformation. She shrugged her shoulders saying, okay. And there, then there are other celebrities who have admitted to plastic surgery, other cosmetic. There's Kim Cattrall. Um, she's in her 60s and now aging, uh, aging bat, uh, battling aging in any way she can. There are fillers, Botox, so many different things. There's lots of people here. Black China and Gwenevieve, uh, Gwenevieve Padalecki. You know Genevieve? Who's Genevieve Padalecki? She's um, the wife of Supernatural alum Jared, oh, Jared Padalecki. Oh, yeah. He's hot. So she's doing stuff. He's in Supernatural, Earl. and he's, he's now Walker, Texas Ranger. And back in the day, uh, he was on Gilmore Girls. Uh, Joe Jonas has had some injectables. I bet he has. He's doing some stuff. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. Courtney Cox. Courtney Cox has had work done? No. Well, you know, I mean, lunchtime procedures are a common thing here. Well, I'm just, I'm being sarcastic. I know she's had some work done. Anyway, I'm just looking at this list of people. Most of these people, I don't know who they are. Mark Jacobs. That's a... F- Fashion guy, fashion right? Designer, Doesn't he yeah. do something? Yep. The fashion yep. powerhouse. Yeah, he got a facelift. Okay. All right. Well, that's that. Well, I gotta say, you know, black. I gotta say, Black China does. She does look better now. She's very pretty, actually. Yes, I like her. She's oh, very gosh. pretty. Yeah, she definitely looks like even more delicate. Like seriously, like you know, she's she she definitely looks better without it. Um, I guess we should talk about this movie. Yeah. Oh, Jaquetta says hi to everybody. Hi, Jaquetta. Friend, friend of the podcast, Jaquetta, quite a bit in New York. Did she end and up she watching this with like, you? Pardon? Did she watch this movie with you? No, she did not. Oh, no. Yeah. You looked out. Wait, this is how long this movie has been on the shelf. I think I watched half of this movie before I went to Prague. Wow. Yeah, because I think you gave us the title of the movie right after we recorded our last episode. And because I remember part of the problem was I was on my way to Prague and I couldn't finish the movie. In because... fact, you watched part of it before we recorded our last podcast because you yes. talked about it. You talked about yes. how uh, in maybe in the chat that you had seen this movie and you thought it was scandalous. Well, it is scandalous for Hallmark standards. Yes. The shenanigans, the shenanigans that went on in this movie. Um, Big so, Sky River. So, so I watched this movie over a month ago, which, so you guys are going to oh, definitely no. have to take the lead on this. Well, it's a good I thing. Notes, but it's been so long, my notes are all messed up. It's a good thing I rewatched part of this. I, try, I rewatched, like, uh, I just rewatched two thirds of it. I would not so I have, rewatch this crap if you paid me a million dollars. So I have the I have the gist of what of what happened, but like I said, it's been over a month. So 
that my name. Well, this is this is the su- the summary that everyone needs to know before going into this movie is the basic outcome, which is going to be your head softly on a pillow snoring. Right. Yeah. So this will be a good show to some for someone to listen to as they're like falling asleep at night because yeah. there yeah. are like there are some good podcasts for that. But you know what though. The worse the movie is, the better our episode. <laughs> oh. Hey, I'm loopy as all get out. I'm ready. Yeah. I do feel like you're setting us up though here, Les. So So big okay, so, big so, sky so, river from Hallmark. Yes. Big okay, so, Sky River. So we start off and what was her name? Uh, Tara. 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 Yeah. Well, Tara Kendall, her last name was Kendall, which I think is a, is a reference to Succession. I don't think so at all. Yeah. Oh, that's their last. Okay, do you, do you all Kendall. know? Kendall. That's not the I never watched an episode of Succession. I think I'm going to binge it. <laughs> oh, it, that's not an Kendall. easy show to binge. No, you got to take it. It's not a good show to binge. It's not a good show to binge because it's, it's so meticulously plotted and written that it's. Uh, Elements of it move really slow, and they're such assholes that it's it's kind of hard to watch several episodes back to back to back without just wanting to slit everyone's throats. Well, that's called life. <laughs> well, I watched it week by week. Yeah, and it's kind of like you're watching it, and you kind of like, yeah, it's it's a it's a it, it it's a different kind of show to watch. Absolutely. Well, I'm gonna watch. I did see the part. Digest where, it as it goes along. I I did see the part where um like a a mascot was puking. That's a while ago. Yeah, that, that was, was like season ago. one or two. Well, I'm starting from the beginning. I'm starting from the, like a mascot like had puke coming out of its eyes or something. <laughs> yeah, start at the beginning. Take it slow. Okay. Okay. Anyway, so so Tara. Mm-hmm. What was she traveling yet, or was she? No, she's in she's in <laughs> okay, New York, where she lives. New York. Right. She lives oh. in the city, but she's at the equestrian center. Yes, I was yeah. talking about talking about how she how she got dumped. Well, she's with a little girl, and it gets confusing. I think oh, it's yes. Aaron. Because so, and, and the little girl, let, blonde girl, let, and the little girl was calling her mom, and Tara's like, "Don't call me mom because your dad doesn't want me to call you." Doesn't want you to call me mom anymore. Yeah. Right? So yeah. So, ba- ba- like, okay. the, the long and short of it is that this girl uh, is Tara's stepdaughter. So, so Tara is married to a man who is once divorced. Uh, now, he and Tara are going through a divorce. But this girl has only really known Tara as her mother. So, she calls Tara mom. So, they're very close, like, uh, biological mother-daughter. But they are not biological mother-daughter. See, and this is what I thought was scandalous about this being a Hallmark movie. Because not only are we talking about a twice-divorced person... Headed towards his third mm-hmm. marriage, by the way. Spoiler. Right. Ooh. And and the fact that, and the fact that, like, you know, the daughter... Because normally, old Hallmark used to be, oh, we're going to be a ready-made family. And new Hallmark is like, not only are we getting divorced, you can't call me mom anymore. Yeah. It's like I never existed to you. Yeah. Kind of messed up. Yeah. But it's a, but it's a sign that change has come to Hallmark. Mm-hmm. Not to come full circle, but I'll bet Mr. Hanks was watching this movie. And it's like he's got to 
tell his niece, don't call me, don't call me uncle anymore. That's right. Things are going to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tom right. Hanks is constantly watching different TV shows and movies to get excuses out of having to be related to his non-blood relatives. That's right. Yeah, I think, but, I think he listens to the show after he heard we were sure, talking about him. Sure. But this is different because I had never watched that show. And today I was driving and heard on the news about this girl because she made that much of a ruckus that it was. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah but that's just a good publicist using a clip from the show well, that can go viral. From that stupid show, yeah. Well, they they did do a clip of her crying. They did a clip of her crying, and I was like, "Oh, she sounds like a dumbass." Like I haven't seen the clips. I only saw the headlines, and it made me want to watch it less. She well, she because in the clip, she like threw a tantrum, and I guess there was someone named Hugo or someone who she's like, "You betrayed me," or something like that. Like someone called her out, or something. Yeah. Like, the, I'm not even trying to be funny when I say this. I didn't know about the existence of this show. And having heard about it today, I'm aware of its existence and aware of the fact that I never want to watch an episode, not even by accident. Well, I don't know how anybody watch this. After that was The Bachelorette. I don't, <gasps> no, I'm going to watch The Bachelorette. No. Well, that's even worse. The Bachelorette is a bunch of people showing up. Hello, hello there. I'm happy to meet you, huh? And then they're all like hanging out in a room. It's well, it's so boring. I'll give you something that's even more boring and not as good is this movie. <laughs> no, I, I think the Big Sky River is more interesting than The Bachelorette to me. I think The Bachelorette's going to be good this season, though. Not well, much better, though. All right, let's get, let's, let's get through anyway, it. So, so, <laughs> so then she needs... Yeah. So then I'm trying to see how good my memory is. So then she... <laughs> Okay. Oh wait, Jason, are you there? Yeah, I'm Still here. There. We just can't see him. You can't see me? No. He got disgusted. Okay. <laughs> you can't <laughs> see him. him so much. He got disgusted. We see his like his picture, his Facebook picture. It's him like on a soccer field. There. Oh, there he is. Right. Okay. Except so then, the okay, camera. so then, like, so let me test my memory. So, so okay. then, she wanted to get out of town so she could heal and lick her wounds. Correct. Kind of, yeah. Why she she wanted to, but to like me? she was going to this um this ranch or this area this area of the country that she had visited when she was very young. It's always held a special place in her heart. And at the same time, Bethany, who is the girlfriend of the dad, uh, Bethany and the the daughter need to get acclimated to each other. If if the daughter is going to be living with dad full time, and Bethany's going to be around. So they're basically shipping off the daughter so that Tara can have the summer to herself. Right. And then the dad, meanwhile, is also like, and don't forget, Tara, she's not your kid. Basically. Yeah. So then so then Tara goes to the country, to to a nice house in the country, and then- It was a nice house in the country, but like as, you know- Usually in the country, gas prices are really cheap. And wherever she went, I made note of the fact that, oh, the gas prices haven't dropped wherever she is. I saw that, yeah. So so maybe it was like Jackson Hole, Wyoming, or... But isn't there oil there? Wouldn't gas be cheap there? Like, they were but California it... prices, wherever they were. Uh, hmm. so, so maybe she's like... Maybe they were in California. Like, oh, a... no, I guess not. 
of those mountains. Unless unless the prices on the sign were like because oh, right. they filmed in Canada and the prices were per liter, but you know if if it's per gallon, it sounds like it's a lot. Wow. Right. Or maybe she's like up in Hum- um, Humboldt County or like you know. They have places like that in California, though, right? Where there's those there's mountains. Could you have like a ranch like that in California? Sure. Yeah, there's mountains. But Hallmark <laughs> doesn't set yeah. movies in California that are actually filmed in California. I'm just trying to think where they where they are, where they could be. But, but sure, yeah, you could. You could. They, but, they, they, they they kind of made reference to to being a remote place, but I don't think they said where it was. Exactly. They may have said in the plot that it was Montana or something like that, but I just made note Montana. of wow, they filmed in an area where the gas was super L.A. pricey. Right. So so, so, so then so then she's at her house, and then she meets her oh wait no you missed so while she's out driving she stops a gas station and as she's getting this very expensive gas there's a cop that stops to tell her to basically keep an eye on her purse leaves her purse on the gas tank i remember that yeah but they were in the middle of nowhere no one was coming up to take her purse and and the cop was used to be on that aaron spelling show savannah that was it. Oh, I never saw that. That it was like it was like Melrose Place, but it was in Savannah. Hmm. It it was a good show. Okay, never saw it. So so well, then the house. So, so yes, well, Savannah is okay, like. Go ahead. Don't leave your purse Savannah. on the gas tank. But then again, she's an idiot too because I mean, wouldn't you know better than to do that anyway? Yes, but it wasn't like she left it on her car and drove off. It was like she she had a convertible. The gas tank is right, in, like you know, she put the purse on top of like the the open back of the of the back of the car, and the gas tank was right there too. So the purse was basically by her side. Uh-huh. It didn't seem that dumb to me. And they do a lot of dumb things at Hallmark and Lifetime movies. This didn't seem particularly dumb. It was just oh, a way a to have them meet cute in the movie. I've got a note. The the reg, regular gas was four ninety a gallon. That's pretty steep for like country. Yeah. Because it's four like it's like four ninety here. That's what I mean. You know? That's what I'm saying. Well, they better ride their horses instead. Yeah. So 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 then yeah, so he kind of scolds her, but it wasn't even like a good scolding uh, that's what i said it was an excuse to meet you he, he wasn't mad about it he was just trying to say like hey you look like you're new to these parts essentially like just because you're in the country doesn't mean that uh you know th- things don't happen here but you know how sometimes though with the meat cutes the guy says hey listen don't do that and the woman is like how dare you yeah. what do you think i'm stupid get away from she me she sprayed him with gas and lit him on fire right Oh, that's lifetime. <laughs> that's what usually yeah. happens in real life. <laughs> Still, my favorite but, scene in Zoolander is that scene with the gas. So, so then she goes to her house. She goes to the house, right? And mm-hmm. and the house is is like you know it's like it's like a, a pretty fabulous house. Yeah, it's owned by this woman named Joanna Barlow. 
And like Tara is telling the story of how she used to come to this town as a little girl. How she's going, she used the words bad divorce. I think the second or third time that's been said in this movie already, not just divorce, but bad divorce. Right. There's discussion of the fact that there are chickens and Tara's going to keep the chickens because Joanna was going to take them away. And Tara's like, no, I'll take care of the chickens. Dumbass. Outside, she's got a bunch of cocks. Yeah. So, and, and they're aggressive cocks. She's got to put on like gloves to handle these cocks. Because someone, like, they, someone offered to take. You know what I'm saying? Them, right. Yeah. And like, and she's like, no, I want to keep them. Right. Somebody offered to take the cocks. She said, no, no, I'm taking. Yeah, jo- Joanna was going to have her son come pick up the cocks. Dawson, right? Yeah. Jo- yes. Joanna's like Dawson loves cocks. Dawson's cocks. <laughs> Like Dawson is eager to get to those cocks, but if you're saying you're holding onto the cocks, and I guess they're your cocks for now. Okay, I'm remembering more of this movie than I thought I would. So yes, Dawson was her son. Yeah. Yes. No. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Wait, what? Dawson is her son. Joanna's son. Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. Gee, all right. Just take it easy over there. <laughs> Sorry, you started talking about cocks a lot. I got really excited. You know what I, I love even more than cake at the Abbey? Cocks at the Abbey. <gasps> so when you come to visit, Kurt, you're going to get cake at the Abbey, and then we're going to see cocks at that, the Abbey. That's where we need to do the live show. You know, I'm so desperate to get out. I, I'm actually going to say yes to that. Kurt, we need you here in L.A. You have fun. Like, legit, <laughs> if you plan a trip fun. out here, we can fun. put together a live show. with j- Even yeah, if I just friends coming, for sure. Yes. I need, I, I need to get out and have some fun. Yes. <laughs> we'll get you some cocks, too. Yeah. Well, I'm not going to um, be open to that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't mean it that way. Well, no, actually, I did. We can say I did. I am open right. to the cocks. But yeah, so am I. I'm open to cocks. <laughs> so, so anyway, so, so then what happens? Uh, we see that that cop yeah. from earlier in the movie, uh, and it's like him and his. friend friend or maybe a brother they're trying to set up the cop with some woman named julie we find out the cop has two kids right and we cut to tara again she's uh sees the cop playing baseball with his kids and the cop's talking right. to them and they start talking about the mom and past tense I see dead people. and yes. the boys think girls are icky and now. yeah and dad well maybe they like cocks too right that's true Dad tells him yeah, that he's one not day. Mind us to that. He yeah. tells us the little boy, like, well, sometimes, some, someday, you'll be into women. Yeah, the, the, the line was something like, like uh, "One day you're gonna like girls." I thought that was pretty offensive too. I actually put that in my notes, right? Because you never know. Or not even if offensive in isn't the word, but just short-sighted in the writing. Like, really, in 2023, yeah. you're still be a little old school. Yeah, a little... yeah, yeah, yeah. So. And then what happened? And, and we learned that the little brother of the two doesn't like talking about mom. Because, right. you know, for him, it's, you know, mom, like he, the only mommy he ever knew. She's gone. Yeah. So, so then we, yeah. we see Tara. She's with this kid, Dawson, the son of Joanna, who is a, 
like I, I didn't re- recognize how young his character was supposed to be in the scene. And not that the actor even looked old, but just when she mentioned, oh, my son Dawson will come get the chickens or whatever. I just pictured adult male son. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and, and, and Dawson, you know, kind of, kind of nerdy, but mm-hmm. nice. Like he's a nice kid. Yeah. Yeah, I wrote as a nerd. I thought he was older than than he was for some reason. Yeah. Well, I think it's what I said. I think when she first yeah. mentioned Dawson before you saw him, it, it just made it sound like, oh, my son will come take care of this task for you. It made it sound like adult grown son will come and, and like fix something at your house. That's sort of how I heard it in my head. Uh, okay. Right. So- Kids' names were, were uh, I think, Fletcher and Griffin. Right, that sounds about right. Yeah, yes, yeah. And then this is the scene where Tara's at the general store. Oh, she's buying gloves so she doesn't get bit by the chickens, right? And and then she bumps into to like a Casey, like like Casey Elfman. I I didn't know who Casey Elfman was supposed to be in this universe. It I it was my guess that she's like a a a famous person. That lives in this yeah. small town when she's not like touring yeah. the world for whatever it is she's yeah, so, for. I, so I think it was supposed to be like, hey, you're Reba McIntyre. Yeah. <laughs> you know, just, you know, she's she's famous, but then around there, she's just folks. Yeah. See, this is where we're, we're talking before about a famous person getting screenplays. This is where the whole story should have shifted. Where the woman becomes like, this is where, this is where we become a Lifetime movie. She, the, she, she uh, this, this woman becomes obsessed with this musician, so it starts leaving her like demo tapes. Yeah, starts right. like breaking in her house in the middle of the night and singing to her when she's trying to sleep. There must <laughs> have been. I mean, we talk about this a lot. There, there must have been a reason in an earlier draft of the script why this character was there because the character didn't really serve any purpose to the story. Did they? Did they? They weren't like the hero at the end of things. They, they. It, they weren't involved thought, with anything driving the plot of this. Well, another thing would be worth it worthwhile. I thought maybe she was a real singer, so that would have kind of worked. Even if you know, oh, if they so just like sort of shoehorn a, a, a song in like later in the movie, yeah, we'd accept that. Yeah, That'd be fine. Oh, yeah. But that, it wasn't even that, right? Because she didn't even sing all that well. She <laughs> <laughs> did. She owned well, the she jet. She was trying though. out some new material. Because then, and then, didn't she say something like? You need to get gloves or something. Yeah, that's why she was. uh, Tara was at the general store shopping for gloves when she meets Casey, and then she's like, you know, take care of her, Stanley, or or something like that. Right? Something like that. I don't know. (laughs) This movie's so bad. (laughs) She's trying to hide out in a small town, but she's making herself known. So, works in that store. She it's like she works there. And then didn't the other person help you? She's so cool or something like that, right? I don't remember that happening. And there was a guy and he, like, they were and he, with you. She like Reba Reba is so down to earth or whatever. I love how I just named her Reba McIntyre. Was that was, was that in this scene or was that later in the movie when she's at like at her gig or whatever? I think it was this scene. No. I didn't make note of it in my notes. Because then, yeah, she was just kind of walking around like she's like, oh, I'm 
I'm down to earth, like you little, you know, kind of like when Megan and Harry are in Santa Barbara walking around, like, I am just like you. I feel like when Megan and Harry are walking around Santa Barbara, they're walking around Montecito, which is wildly rich. And I'm sure that it's still very, very obvious that they are Megan and Harry and they are not down to earth. And then they pop it. Then they bump into Oprah at the Ralphs. Yeah. There's a Ralphs in Montecito. I think. Yeah. <laughs> are you ever driving around is that weird like you ever driving in la and you like see people you'll see like prince charles walking down the street or like imelda marcos are, there's a bad examples but those are great no, examples do you see robert redford i don't know you know who i saw once in a car and she was driving she was driving like a fancy car shirley yeah. jones oh was it like a um, giant uh multicolored bus it was well. It was like Shirley a, Jones. I think it was a, it was a Rolls from what I can remember. But yeah, yeah. I was like, oh my god, there's well, Shirley Jones. Fabio yeah. once almost drove me off the road like years <laughs> ago. Fabio did, and then uh, driving around, uh, you'll occasionally see Leno drive by in some sort of wacky, like old timey car. So you, right. I, I spot the car before yes, I spot the driver, but you usually can figure out, oh, it's probably Leno, and then you see that blue denim shirt. And I've seen him, like, in the grocery store a couple of times. Like, I, I, I definitely I, see people really? more in the store and places like that than I do driving by. I saw, saw, I, I saw Tyler I just, Perry in pavilions near oh, your house, Jason. Yeah. <laughs> yep. we went to, when I was in L.A. some years ago, we went to a diner in Glendale, and we saw... Check off. Oh, nice. Sitting at the next table. My roommate went to some brewery in like Riverside and Will Ferrell was randomly there. Like, oh, like cool. not even in LA, like all the way out in Riverside. That's uh-huh. good. Cause it'd be, it, it would be jarring for me. Like I'm driving down the street, I look out the window and I see, um, Oh, I don't know. Julian Margolis or I see Julian Margolis all the time anyway, but, yeah. um, sometimes you see yeah. people, yoga or like you know you do see people like in the wild well, i told you i saw like amy adams i was uh behind her in line on christmas eve at pavilions oh. and she let me cut in front of her oh a whole combo about discount like I you like know the her. six pack of uh six pack of bottles of wine discount ah uh, i was walking down the street in new york and i saw william defoe that was cool oh that like cool. just walking around it was like the Wooster Street, like where he does his, like a theater group. Or he had a theater group a few years ago. Who knows? But yeah, we were like the only ones walking on the, the street. He was just, he was walking down the street the other way. He's like, hello. There Kurt. he is. No, yeah, hello, Kurt. <laughs> that would have freaked me out. <laughs> anyway. So, so then, okay. So then, what else happened to Tara? Well, then I told. Oh, okay. I thought you were no, that was the end of that story. Oh, the next. Um, yes. Oh, go ahead, Kurt. You were say. <laughs> no, I'm done. Uh, it's now like the next morning the chickens wake Tara up and she goes out there, forgets her gloves mm-hmm. and one ends up biting her and gets Bites away. And then outside you see that cop from earlier. He's chasing the chicken, not a euphemism. Uh, yeah. his name is Boone, by the way, we find that out here. Boone helps her with her cock. And Tara tells Boone that I well actually no they're they're not cocks they are roosters because they they're laying eggs, uh I mean not roosters uh actual chickens yeah hens oh can't think of the word yeah because you I added for the eggs you added the show though yeah yeah I got to edit all that cock stuff out 
No, I'm not. Yeah, take that cock out. No. Um, leave it in. <laughs> I'm leaving the cock in. Pride month is over. Uh, <laughs> yes. What if she has to get a tetanus shot or something like that? If it if it if a chicken bites you, that may be a problem. They gotta be dirty. Well, gotta have something. They look like dirty little things. Yeah, it does. It does seem weird. Like uh, I like if I bite the cock. <laughs> That's bad. So it's probably bad if the cock bites me. Well, right. well, you tell me what. <laughs> well, I don't know. I'm telling you. Keep rolling along here. <laughs> I'm telling. If well, a cock ever bites you, you, that's a bad thing. There's something wildly wrong if the cock is biting you. Well, yeah, right. that, that that would be a real turn of events. Yeah. Can I call the police? <laughs> No matter what the circumstances are. I don't know. Anyway. So. So. So, so then she. And she kind of flirts with him, right? Yeah, a little bit. And uh, Tara some boon about her life. She's a teacher. She's there because she wants. Uh, and she she uh, tells him that she wants to ride a horse. Oh, she's telling someone she wants okay. to ride a horse, not Boone. Oh, the lady Dawson's mother, I think. Oh, maybe, yeah. What, oh, what the hell is her name? Joanna. Yeah, she's just, telling Dawson. I've got some good notes. Let me see. Right and then she's inquiring about why Boone's kids don't seem to have a mom. I see dead people. And, and mm-hmm. they're like, because she's dead. Yeah. But then, isn't Tara's at the point now, like, I don't want a man. I don't want to be involved with a man. I just want to be here on my own and make this my eat, pray, love in the country. She's never really said that in the movie, I don't think. Never really put it in those terms. I think at least the way I understood it watching it was that she was just scared to start something new. And then Bollier, right? What's I'm that? Bethany... Girl, the, her, her Aaron. daughter, her Aaron daughter, Aaron. Her. Aaron. Then Aaron, Aaron. Oh no, the husband, the ex-husband starts calling her. No, Aaron, right? not yet, not for a while. Oh. Aaron okay. calls Tara. She she spills the news that like Dad wants to spend more time with Bethany, so they're sending Tara to camp, which kind of sucks because wow. because Tara could have easily gone with, uh, not Tara, uh. Aaron could have easily gone with Tara. Tara would have been fine having Aaron with her all summer. And then this is the scene where Tara then hears a noise in the house at the middle of the night. Oh, Oh, and it's a raccoon. Yeah, fucking raccoon. It's a mean coon cat. It's a raccoon. I have a a raccoon story that happened to me in Mexico, a trip we haven't talked about on this show because we've been gone for so long. So we're at this very nice restaurant in Tulum and it's, we're sitting there eating and it's like kind of, it's mostly uh, indoors, but it's like kind of half covered. It's like indoor outdoor feel. And the people at the next table like keep staring at our table. 
They're like looking over. And I'm like, why are they looking at me? Are they like trying to figure it out if we're a group of gay guys? Like, what are they looking at? Are they in? Are they finding one of us attractive? Are they talking about it? What's going on? And then my friends all start like looking towards me too. But they're talking, and everyone is talking around me, not talking to me. I find out they're all talking about the fucking raccoon that is literally right behind me. There's a raccoon Ooh. like up on its hind two legs up behind him. And then. And there's all this commotion. The waiter comes over and he's like, oh, I see him at Max. Like, really matter-of-factly. I'm like, yeah, you've got a fucking rabbit animal here. Raccoons are nasty motherfuckers. Yeah. So, wait, he was standing up on his hind legs? He was, like, standing up on his hind legs. He, like, he sees all our food. He's trying to get our food. And, like, my friend, like, Andrew, they're all, like, all taking photos of it. And the people at the next table thought it was cute. Nobody thought to fucking tell me that there's a raccoon directly behind me that could jump on me at any moment. Like, was he going to, like, grab your chicken or something? I, I don't fucking know if he was going to choke on the chicken. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. All I know is if you see a raccoon directly behind your friend, rather than talking about it, talk to your friend and say, hey, FYI, there's a fucking <laughs> raccoon behind you. How did Max make his exit? Max just hung out until he got bored and I moved to the other side of the table. You're like, I'm not giving any food, Max. Yeah. How far away was he from you? Like, like literally less than a foot. Less <gasps> than a foot. That freaked me out. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. No, it's not like he that. was several feet away. He was less than a oh. foot behind me. And Good. everyone I like, was with saw the raccoon and didn't say anything. You could have turned around and like accidentally hit him or something. Yes, that, that would, I know. Hence me being fired up. He could have grabbed your plate and ran away with it. Yes, he could have. Well, that would have been so bad. At least you wouldn't have gotten hurt. Like they're kind of rambunctious. Yeah, and okay. we got a free meal. I've I've, I've calmed down now. I just want. Yeah, I, I just thought that was a good point yeah, to talk about this fucking small. raccoon in the house. Could you? Can you have been like you need to comp this meal? I'm distressed over this. I was surprised right. that they were so nonchalant about because this wasn't like a dumpy little place. This was an expensive restaurant. So are raccoons wild, wild animals running around. Like you had a marsupial or they rodents. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. In your in your dining area, that's not sanitary. I don't know. Is this was regulated? I can't imagine like a raccoon being clean. I I don't know what the the you know the the regulations are because I was in another country. All I know it was an environment where that being in that environment would certainly be considered unusual. Well, yeah. obviously, if he had a name, <laughs> he Max. was like a regular thing. Yeah, unless, unless they say that about all of the rodents that come through the restaurant. Yeah. Max. Here, you just met Max. Here comes, here comes Joe the rat. Right. Oh, my God. I saw so <laughs> many rats in New York. It's Tony the scorpion. I saw so many rats in New York. They just, like, hang out. I, I totally forgot that rats just randomly just walk across the sidewalk you know when i first moved to new york i worked on a f- film shoot as a production assistant actually it's the movie i work with john rubenstein who you met but anyway oh. yeah yeah so it's, it's this movie it's 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 a movie uh so i so they're shooting in like this basement kind of like our first floor in new york this like new york apartment building so, but it was kind of like wasn't really being used for anything and uh my job was to stay behind everybody, everybody left went out to lunch and I could see through the window, the floor where they were shooting was like 
overrun by rats. Can you say John Rubenstein got mad at you? Yeah, because, okay, so this is, I was like 23. So this is a long time ago. I don't know how old John Rubenstein is now, but. He's <laughs> but or seven. No. So, so my friend, while I was in New York, my yeah. friend produced a play starring John Rubenstein. And John Rubenstein, um, he was like in like especially in the seventies, he was like he was he was like young like he was like the young one of the young hot guy who was in all like the seventies TV shows and stuff back then. And so um he was in a one man show and I went and my friend like get, like introduced me to John Rubenstein and stuff. And Kurt noticed it on Facebook. And was like, I worked for him, and he got mad. I didn't work for him. He was he was the lead of this movie. Yeah, he was in. Uh, I might be wrong. I think it was Children of Lesser God on Broadway, and he was he's been in movies. He was on a show This Is Us. He had like a re- re- recurring role in there. Anyway, he's he's been in stuff for years. But yeah, yeah, he was like the lead this in this movie, and like I drove him to like the wrong block or something like that. And he was like, so we all were all like out of the car and I'm like, Oh, this is the wrong block. And he's like, get, get on the walkie. This is, we didn't even have, have cell phones. We had like, it was a, a walkie, a walkie talkie. He's like, get on the walkie and, and talk to the P and, and get on the walkie and call the AD. I was like, oh, okay. All right, Mr. Rubenstein. Otherwise he was nice. No, he's very nice when I met him. He's very nice. <laughs> Teamable with the raccoon. Okay, anyway, I just got a some story about my, John Rubenstein. Okay, I just think that through my um my story, uh, my internet. So they found Madonna unresponsive when she ended up in the hospital. Oh, I didn't hear that. Yeah, that thing. She okay now? I'm gonna take a look. They they found you, her. Okay. No, what are you saying? Oh, I was wondering if Jason's okay. He had a he had an expression on his face. No, I was trying because Les kept trying to tell us that he saw and that it was like saw, and it was cutting out so i was like what did he see what's going on what's he trying to i didn't know if his computer was cutting out i was just waiting to hear what happened um i was just saying madonna uh, intubated in icu after being found unresponsive in nyc is this right is this happening right now though she's in the hospital rushed to hospital she's been oh, no, in the icu is, though i this thought this is 6 hours ago it was 6 hours ago she was rushed to the hospital after being found unresponsive we're we're broadcasting this on Ah, this is recording June twenty eighth, two thousand twenty three. By the way, but you know, all right. I hope she's okay. So do I. Well, she's you gotta watch it out. Listen, all things being equal, uh, serious bacterial infection—that's serious shit. Yeah. Like what is it like? Uh, well, that's how my dad passed away. Pretty much, he oh, got. Wow. Uh, if they hit a, you know, it's like a, it's an infection, and if it goes into your whole body, yeah, because like if it's, you know, depending yeah. on the kind of infection, it can sort of like backfeed into your body and like go through your liver, and it's just uh, yeah, it's so and, bad. And it's hard to get rid of that shit. Like you get, you can get get rid of it, comes back, get rid of it, comes back. So, so I she, hope she's all right. Anytime soon, basically. She's not, she's not what she's she's got a. She's, she's I would assume she's getting the best care. Um, but, but, yeah. but she's not gonna, she's not going to be in concert anytime soon. I, I don't if know she, if she's has We're not if doctors. it's more serious than the sounds then it's uh, uh then no. Wow. Um, but I'm not a doctor. Anywho, okay. so, so then um t- 
I'm trying to remember what happened. Tara, is this where like the neighbors like, hey, watch my kids? Uh, yeah, just about. So we like Boone's youngest son had a nightmare. So the older brother made him warm milk. Then we see Joanna's son Dawson inexplicably at this point at breakfast at Tara's. So this person who we do later find out is like an actual teenager, but who until now we thought maybe a grown adult is just at Tara's house. So that raised red flags for me. I was like, what is Tara doing here? Well, see, if this was a Lifetime movie, they'd be like going at it. Oh, for sure. And he's like kind of young and twinky, so they would have had the, the scene of him showering like they right, do in Lifetime movies all the time. Yeah. Obligatory Lifetime shower. Yeah. Unnecessary. And now and- we're up to point Boone bringing Fletcher and Griffin over to Tara's because he's got to go to court. So ask so her if she can watch He shows it. up and it's like, hey, can you watch my kids? Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of odd. Yeah, that's very odd. So see, like you've lived in this town how long and you don't have any other support system to help you out with your kids? Besides a right. woman who just moved in next door that you don't know? And how do you know she doesn't have things to do today? Yeah. You know? I mean, well, she, she could have said kid, no. She could be a maniac. Yeah. What's that, Jason? I said... Uh, she could have said no, but she didn't. She's kind of eager right. to do it, actually. Well, because sure. because she was digmatized. Yeah. Ooh. You know the power yeah. of being digmatized? Do I? It's a very- well, you could get child care out of that, of being digmatized? Yeah. You could get child care out of being digmatized. Uh, oh, I'm going to gonna put in a claim with the state then. Yeah, Tell me about it. I'm going to get some home aids if I could digmatize some people. Getting digmatization. You know how hard it is to get health aids these days? But if I could digmatize the right people. It gets you all sorts of things. Gets your laundry done. Gets your rides places. Gets you, you know, a free meal sometimes. Jewelry. If I'm, well, yeah, I guess. No, if I'm digmatized, I'm not getting all that stuff. Usually, if you're digmatized, you're dumb enough to give away all that stuff. You're giving it, yeah. Yeah. Right. So she's, he's getting free childcare because she's digmatized. Right. Yeah. Right. What is the, the, uh, the opposite version of that? Like, well, like what, what power has- does she have over him? What, what do you call that? Uh, let's call it P-whipped. <laughs> He's not, that's not, P whipped in P whipped in like mesmerized by one sexuality or two different things though. Vaginatized. Yeah, it's something with no. vag or vajeva. I don't know. <laughs> this is a classy episode. It really um, is. Like if it were two women in a relationship, you could call it uh, lesmerized. Right or, or yeah. bedazzled. That's good. That's good. What was yours? Bedazzled? V-dazzled. Oh, V-dazzled. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's good. We'll go V-dazzled. So, let's see. So, would I be V-dazzled as a, as yes. a, as a straight? I'd be V-dazzled? It, yeah, oh, like yeah, if, if, does, if yeah. this woman came to you and said, Kurt, will you please watch my pie, but don't eat it? You would be, yeah. if you agreed to it, you'd be V-dazzled. Right. Yeah. And I would be, I, I, I'd be cleaning 
her kitchen floor with my, right. <laughs> with my, with my tongue. Yeah. <laughs> that's how, that's how bad it gets. Like Kurt, don't touch this pineapple upside down cake. I probably wouldn't. Kurt would be like, yeah, do you ever see those videos with these little, the, the people are toddlers and they're like, I'm going to go outside for five minutes and here's a cookie. Don't eat it. And then they leave and they record the kids like talking to themselves and going, don't eat it, don't eat it. Kurt would be like that. And what is it called? Vaginatized again? What was the we, word? We said vedazzled. Vedazzled? Like bedazzled, vedazzled. Well, you know, the problem is if you, had, you, know, if you haven't gotten out for a long time, uh, you can get vedazzled very easily. And you, next thing you know, yeah. you're, you know, you're doing all kinds of stuff you should be doing. Same with digitization. Doing right. someone's income taxes while you're cleaning their house and mm-hmm. you're doing child care. You're taking care of their elderly relatives. Burying uh, that just, body they accidentally murdered, you know. Right. Yeah. How do you think that stuff happens? Anyway, I revealed too much. Those kids were kind of old enough to watch themselves. The older one, I think, was. The older one was, like, trusted to, especially in a small town like that, the older one was trusted to warm up milk for his little brother on the stove. So he should be able to, like, stay home with him for a couple hours while dad's at court. Seriously, if you can, if you can like, run a stove, then you can watch a kid. Yeah. Yeah. And, My parents didn't trust me, though. I, I was I was like seventeen. I wasn't allowed at home or something like that. Oh my god! I had so like I a baby- no good. Twelve. Yeah, babysitter. I had like had to stay with my grandmother. I was babysitting at twelve, like for money. Yeah, I had like a of kids I babysat. I think I was allowed to stay home alone from like maybe nine onward. Like I think there was one day come- where I was sick. And there was like a conversation with mom and mom's like, eh, you know, like you're fine. Like what are you going to do? And this is, you know, this is back in the eighties. So it's, it's not like there was anything to do. or well, I did. To go. I did do that. Cause I was what you would call what they used to call a latch key child. You come home, you find a key, you know? And so I did used to be alone like that. But I mean, they, one time they went away for a couple of days and that, that wasn't. Yeah, if it's an overnight thing, that, that's one yeah. thing. But if it's for a couple yeah. hours during the day and you have all the emergency numbers of who to call, then I think it's fine. Yeah, it's fine. Right. Okay. So, so then she talks to the little kid, right? She talks to them both, mm-hmm. yeah. And they're talking about how they miss mom. It's weird not to have mom there. I see dead people. It's weird to not have a mom. Jeez, good yeah. sad. Yeah. Yeah. And then Boone, and then we cut to like Boone gets home, and Boone and Tara are talking about the lemonade and the dead mom. I see dead people, right? And Boone is looking very eager. Well, he's well, yeah. he's bedazzled. Yes, he's bedazzled. You know, I, I get it. Because Boone was very smiley, and he like looked at her and smile all the time. Oh, he's just in a lot of math. He's just. Just had a lot of drugs. Teeth, some teeth are falling out. Yeah. We also, we also should mention that these people were old as fuck. What? Um, <laughs> what? <laughs> they weren't really that old, but they were like fifty. Boone's like not that. The that's hell old, are you but, talking you know. about? They were like thirty-five. No, maybe you know, I looked up the real age of these people. Oh, okay. So, oh. okay. So, what's the real ages of everybody? Boone, the guy who's. The guy who's like Boone is 53. He's like 53. 
Really? Oh. And she's like 47, 48. Wow. Like. That is for, for oh. leads in a Hallmark movie. That is a little older. But I knew that watching this, I I, I figured they're they're in their forties. I least. just he was could, a little he was I, older than I thought. Maybe because of what Hallmark tends to do, I put them at, in the like the late thirties bucket. Right. Nah, I knew she was a bit older at least. He was he's a little bit older than I thought that he was. That's about right. Um, okay. <clears throat> Is, is this where she gets the call from Aaron? Um, not yet. Now I think they're at the saloon. She goes. Well, to no, she saloon. tells Boone that she wants to ride his horse, oh. and he's all about it. Like he helped, he helped with the cocks, and now, now he he's got the horse for her. If you want to ride, laid back. Yeah, it's banded to that song. <laughs> And then, the, then they all go to the saloon to see uh, Jenna Elfman's sister. Yeah, singing her, Fire. singing her like B sides, right? Now then, she's like Cool Modi uh, because remember Cool Modi had that song, "Don't Dance," and uh, Tara, right? It was Tara. She won't yeah. dance, so she's like, she's like, she's taking Cool Modi's advice. But everybody else is like dancing and having fun. That music was terrible, though. Yes. <laughs> well, those are her B sides. She's not going to play any of her hits in the in the, in the saloon. And also because she doesn't have hits. any. Because she was trying out new songs. She, these are like her new songs. <laughs> well, her new songs suck. Yeah. And and then everybody sing, puts together. Sing the hits. She's so down to earth. She's like one of us. Wouldn't it be yeah. funny if this woman moved to this small town because, like, everywhere else in the world, nobody cares about her fucking music, but here these people think she's famous, and so she gets to go along with it. Like, oh, they think I'm this big superstar. Oh, we know people like that in some, in some of the cities we go to. <laughs> Take it easy. Yeah, they... Where? What's, what's that? I said, I'm not going to say Where? Um, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> this woman in this town, yeah, she's the only one who owns a guitar. Wait, and then she bought all the guitars. That's what she does. She's got enough money. She goes to like the one, all the stores, goes around all the stores and buys all, 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 all the guitars. And then did I get myself. Then they started having a slow dance, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and she won't. And the Boone, I thought it was kind of sweet that Boone is kind of nervous. Like he was nervous about asking her to dance you know because you never sometimes you never really get over that you know and then he kind of like he like steps in front of her like he's ready to get to a slow dance with her and she said no well i remember when i was younger and you know i i had had experience helping to wrangle cocks but you know when i was with a girl i would get really nervous for that slow dance you get nervous with a girl yeah i get that guys are easy <laughs> yeah we are that's what it seems am i wrong it, it's sort of guys are not easy. yeah i'm sort of sort of easy sort of not yeah hmm. okay so so, so, Complex. Then, so they don't end up dancing do they not right. the slow dance no they, but he does drag her to the dance floor 
yeah. then they're all like saying goodbye. And Kendra, who I guess is a character in this movie who I completely forget. Uh, she calls out Tara because mm-hmm. she knows she's sort of having, having a little spark with Boone. The world words terrible divorce are uttered yet again. Right. Oh, she suggests a fling. That's what I wrote in my notes. Yeah. She says <laughs> it, it's okay to see where it goes since you're only here till December. She's basically saying, hey, girl, go hook up. I think she's correct. Yes. She absolutely is correct. It's just surprising to hear in a Hallmark movie. So now, <laughs> it's, so now it's, do you think Hallmark is going to start doing, because you know how, how in Lifetime there's always the trope of like the slutty friend? Do you think that Hallmark is going to like start doing that I, too? I want Hallmark I so. to, to move so far uh, in a new direction that they soon launch a, a Hallmark-branded OnlyFans. <laughs> I would love that. Afraid well, where you're going to go with that? Not doing it anymore. Who is not? Oh, it's Black China. Yeah. Yes, you're not doing. We talked it. about this before. Where I'd like to know, like, what what are Hallmark films going to look like, like in twenty, thirty, forty, fifty years from now? They're going to have like anal plugs or <laughs> anal beads. I'm sorry, I meant to say anal beads. Please there, forgive me. There are there are butt plugs too. Yeah, yeah but I was thinking. Yeah, but I was more thinking of anal beads. Oh. Um. So I'm wondering if that's going to be happening in like like 30 years from now. I mean, yeah, I mean, that will be more mainstream by then. <laughs> right. He pictured like Hallmark Brandon. It, it's, like, it, it's like Hallmark Brandon one. So there's like the little crown on each of the beads. <laughs> Ow. Little <laughs> beads. That's a bucket list item. <laughs> Is it? Say more. Say more no, words. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. All right. So let's continue. What kind of bucket so that- is that? <laughs> I mean, if you use, you have to use a bucket. I mean, if you're involved with that, okay. Where she gets the call from Aaron. I hope no one listens to this. <laughs> I'm sorry. Please continue. Uh, Is this from Aaron? Yet? <laughs> not yet. And this is Aaron? where this is where Tara and Boone are finally doing their horse riding. Who's Aaron? Her daughter. Aaron's the the the, oh, the Aaron, not daughter. Aaron. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the, we find out the horses are named Bert and Ernie. Oh, gay horses. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I wouldn't say that. Uh, they always ride Bert and Ernie together. We find that out. So that Boone basically has to go riding with Tara. They, you know, Because Tara just wanted to do it on, on her own. And the boys are like, no, Bert and Ernie always ride together. You got to go, right. Dad. Um, and then they're like, oh, wow, Tara can really ride. Look at all the things ladies are capable of in these Hallmark movies. They can ride a horse now. It was it's very progressive. Yeah. And then they start giving each other the look, the Hallmark look. Yeah. They end up with some and, river. And talking about, you know, exes, exes and death. Hexes. I thought you said hexes. Boone, like Boone, hexes. Boone says riding horses makes him hungry. He's like you, Kurt. Right, yeah. Why's that? Because he he's hungry. He want, he's like all this horse riding. I should I want to eat something now. I'm not the only one who eats. No, no, you're not. But you get excited but when I other eat. people talk about their eating habits in movies. Yeah. I used to look at people's refrigerators. Did you really? Yeah, when I like I went at someone's house, I was just curious what they had in the refrigerator. <laughs> but people caught on to that. And they'd be like, oh, Kurt's going to look in our fridge. 
Yeah. Yeah. I think this was more like when I was in like high school age. Cause I remember like high school, he went to high school with like, he, he keeps looking at our refrigerators. <laughs> I thought I don't know what made me think that that at this at this at this point in the movie, but the actress that played Tara wasn't a bad actress, but I felt she was very miscast in this movie. Uh huh. She felt too slick badass to be playing a teacher that really yearns to be living in a small town. Right, and it's and. And let a man like walk over her like her ex did. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Uh, like this at this actress, it, it, like I could very much see her leading a ton of Lifetime movies. She just yeah, had a different vibe about her. I'll look her up and see what else she's done. Okay, so, uh, and like when you know, so th- I think this is the part where I'm kind of because wasn't she telling? Boon about her acting like going into it like really bad. I think, or that might be in the next scene where they're fishing. Oh, okay. Mm. All right. Well, the actress's name is Emmanuel Volgier. She's forty-seven. Let's see what she's done. She's a French Canadian actress. She has been on CSI New York. She's reoccurring role in that reoccurring role in Two and a Half Men. She's Dr. Helen Bryce on Smallville. Oh. Two things. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So then what happened next? Um, well, yeah. So Boone invited Tara to go uh, fishing the next day. The boys overhear this convo, and there's music implying the boys are going to be confused by the presence of a possible new mom there. Yeah, that's right. The little boy, like, flip out and go, I don't want another mother. Yeah, I think it, I don't hey. remember. Was it the little one or the the older one that was that had more of a problem with oh, it as it went on? Yeah. Hey, by the way, uh, going full circle again, we mentioned a Jigsaw earlier in this podcast. Uh, the actress, the lead actress in this movie, played Addison Corday in both Saw Two and Saw Four. Oh, she's a former Saw actress. Yes. She also was in My Five Wives with Rodney Dangerfield. Oh, awesome. Wow. Oh, she has quite the IMDb. She sure does. Um, then Tara and Dawson's mom, Joanna, they're talking. And Joanna tells Tara, hey, you're starting to fall for him. And uh, yeah. Joanna tells Tara, but you don't know what you want. And Tara's like, no, I'm not. No, I think she kind of, like, owned up to it, didn't she? She is. Yeah, I think she did. Yeah. What I will give this movie absolute credit for is it's the first time where we really saw a, a reasonable timeline to a romance starting. It wasn't like... Because a lot of these Lifetime... I mean, uh, Hallmark movies, we'll get four-fifths of the movie the way in before the characters realize that they even like each other. And then the very next scene is them declaring their love and making a big life choice that's going to put them together forever. Whereas this is right. like, they've got, they're spending time together. They're both sort of talking internally to themselves about the fact that I, can, I think I like this one. Do I like this one? Should I do this? I don't know. And it felt more real. 
Yeah. Right. So so then she gets a call from Aaron, right? Uh probably. Not from Aaron. It's it's James, the ex calls. Oh, that's right. And he's like, Aaron is like getting on my nerves and she hates my girlfriend. Yeah. Beyonce. Bethany. Yes. Her name she is hates Bethany. Her. Yeah. Okay. And then he's like, Well my, well, maybe you can take her. So he basically well, also... Oh, okay, yeah. So he basically went from she's not yours, stop, you know. Don't let her call you mom to, oh my gosh, she's a pain in the ass. Why don't you take her? Yeah. Do we skip over? They, they kind of spent some romantic time together. They went, they hung out some rocks and then they went fishing. We mentioned that they, they went, went fishing. Yeah. Oh, we did. Okay. Yeah. No. So, and, then, and so now that we know that uh, Aaron is coming, we get a cleaning the Airbnb montage. Yes. And it was uh-huh. a cleaning montage. And she was very, she was very happy about cleaning. Um, and, and then Aaron shows up and she sees, who does she see? Cause she's like, is that a real cowboy? She sees somebody. I saw Boone. No, she, she, she was talking about somebody at the airport. It was helping. Oh, was that's that right. Real, yeah. But then the two kids and Boone approach and one of the kids says something kind of rude. Like, like, is she like your daughter, but she's not your daughter, or something like yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, she handles it okay. Yeah, and, and so then Aaron hates her stepmother, and then she asks for a nose ring, and she notices Boone is like sniffing around, so she asks, "Are you and Boone together?" <laughs> And then after Aaron goes to bed, Boone is like sitting on his porch and he calls her over. And I half thought that he was going to call her over for a little something, something. It did seem almost like a booty call. Yes. The way that phone call was framed in the movie. Yes. But he invites her for a barbecue and she could bring her famous cabbage coleslaw. Yeah. Fuck no. Her famous red cabbage coleslaw. Kurt, would you like red cabbage coleslaw? No, I don't like coleslaw. I know, so Jake. No. Coleslaw. No, yeah. well, I, the way I would but, prepare that, I, was, I, I would take the cabbage and I would I would chop it into like little strips and I would take a bunch of uh, mayo and I'd put some, um, some lemon juice in there and some other seasonings, and sometimes some bacon bits on there go really well. And then I serve it in a trash can where it fucking belongs. (laughs) Well, that raccoon will have... uh, Right, Max. Max would have, like, Max would chow down. No, I've sicked the raccoon on Dawson. Oh, so, so then they're walking around the town, and then they bump into the singer, Reba. And Reba, like, knows all the town gossip. Yeah, that's a weird, I don't know, it's a weird, uh, I guess we kind of mentioned this before, but it's a weird character to even have in this. It didn't It it truly didn't feel necessary. There's this famous singer 
walking around acting like she's a normal person. I don't know. So yeah, Jason, maybe you're right. Maybe in the the other one, she had like a bigger part. Yeah. I think there was probably some note that they wanted a kind of a maternal character to Tara. Yeah. But they just maybe steered away from that a little bit. Um, so, so, oh, and then the, the Aaron is like having to get used to calling Tara, Tara. Mm-hmm. So she kind of slips up sometimes. Why can't she just call her mom? Cause the dad told her not to. Yeah. Her dad told her not Ugh. to. Um, so then Aaron meets Dawson and they start like, you know, getting a little jiggy. And by that, you mean they're flirting over their love of reading. Yes. Yeah. And th- this is the well, first time in the movie I realized that like, oh, Dawson's a teenager. <laughs> He's yeah, not a too, fully right? grown adult who was just randomly having breakfast with Tara. He's actually in the same, around the same age as Tara's uh, stepdaughter. Got it. Right. Well, yeah, they have a very awkward date. They went to see a movie. Yes. We don't know what movie it was. I think it may have been last Tango in Paris. Yeah. Because they seemed oh, to be a little yeah. amped up. Yeah. Yeah. This is all right. You, you know what I'm talking about with that butter. Yes. <laughs> Butter scene. Yeah, so they were probably watching a revival of that, and they tried to had it kind of, that was kind of, it would be awkward. Yeah. And then, um... <laughs> and then they walk out, and they're just, and they have ice cream, and there's there's awkward. There's not really any follow-up on that. They were supposed to have, like, a second, uh, second date, but... Well, wasn't, isn't this the part where, like, so, uh, Tara was supposed to pick her up, but she kind of forgot her? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and like kids and Dawson's like, she's like, Dawson's like, I got to go home and do chores, but I can wait. And she's like, oh no, she'll show up. And then it took her forever to show up. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I, want you to, I want you to cut your fingernails. Okay. Now get the butter. <laughs> Put your fingers in the butter. Okay. Now. I've never <laughs> seen it. I don't get the reference. You, you, never saw, you never saw the last time going Paris? No. Okay, so but, watch but I have seen Big Sky River. Go watch it. You'll enjoy that scene. Uh, <laughs> oh, so, so then Aaron kind of sees that something's up with Boone and she actually doesn't like it. What's that? Like she can see some she can see sparks between Boone and Tara, and she gives like a look like she doesn't like it. Oh yeah. And then she's going to bed. Like, it's the obligatory, I'm going to bed, brush my hair scene. Well, I think we we did skip one important detail uh, where Tara at one point had run into Kendra, who's one of the, the friends she's made in town. And Kendra is basically the head of the school board and uh, basically is the school board because it's such a small town. And she offers Tara a job. Uh-huh. You know, because Tara's talking about the bureaucracy of working in a big district and a hard and is hard. So they, uh, she hasn't actually offered a job yet, but that scene plays into a scene that happens later, right? And she's like, "Hey, we're we don't have any of those problems here. I'm the whole school board." 
we let our kids do, do these kids do whatever they want for yeah. a math class we just watch goodwill hunting every day oh geez it's a party oh so 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 then aaron asks tara like you know when the summer's over are you going to come home and she notices something's up, but she's like, Boone loves you, but he'll never love you as much as I do. Mm-hmm. And, and then the boys are talking to Boone, and they're like, we know you like her, but she's not our mother. Yep. And you just, you just so you know. And then Boone is very smart, because Boone's like, you know what? Before your mom kicked the bucket, she told me to live my life and be happy. So there you go. So your mother approves. Um, and this is where oh, this is Tara is like going to get uh, fill her rusty water bucket and the, the water's not working. No water. A lot of buckets. A lot of yeah. buckets in this movie. Yeah. Kicking buckets, bucket list, rusty buckets. Yeah. And then and ice bucket is... challenge inexplicably in the middle of the movie for no reason. There's an ice bucket challenge? Yeah. The, if the bucket boy, that kid from those MTV promos in the early 90s. Oh, I remember that kid. Yeah. It was Bucket Boy. He used kid to play like in the subway yeah. with like yeah, what this big like. The... No, I don't know. He's in the one of the Mariah Carey videos too, but they, they yeah he played uh, played like a big plastic a bucket and he was like it became like a, a phenom in the subways in New York. So MTV did these like interstitial things between videos or between you know like in promo slots in the in their shows, and it was like uh, featuring the Bucket Boy. Hey, speaking of Mariah Carey, you went to see Mariah Carey. What did you think? I did. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it very much. And did she actually dance and stuff? She's never danced. She'll move, and she, there's choreography yes. to her show, but Mariah's not a dancer at all. Full stop. And I love Mariah. Um, but, but, but it was good. I enjoyed it. But I, I made a realization that night at Mariah at L.A. Pride, and she doesn't normally do things like that. Uh I was standing there, and as she's singing Hero, I made the realization that I was in the audience the first time she ever sang that song live in front of an audience. Really? Yes. So you had a full circle moment. I did. I did. Hmm. Was that like a radio uh, This is uh, This wasn't even through radio. I was like actually in the Mariah Carey fan club, uh, and it was 30 years ago on July 15th. Uh, you were like, and she did a, I was orig- yeah, an original lamb. And she did a, she had been known for not touring up until that point. It was kind of weird that she had all these number one songs and like hadn't really been on tour. So third album rolls around her. Then by this point, fiance Tommy Matola is like, you're going on tour. So to launch that, they filmed a concert special for NBC. And so... Mm. The, if you've ever seen the video for Hero or the video for Without You, those live performances are taken from that special. Oh, wow. And I was there. Oh. Back oh, that I think covered up. Yeah. She was covered I was invited. Oh. Somebody invited me to go see her, her Christmas. She, she did a Christmas special 
Christmas concert last year. Somebody mm-hmm. invited me to go, but I wasn't able to go. I do love her. I do love her now that she's like our Mariah today with like the yes. darling. She well, she's also embraced the fact that for many years she was just seen as just a diva and now people are sort of past that and it's sort of like okay she's embracing the fact that she's no longer 20 she's uh-huh. a, but she's embracing the fact that people look up to her she's embracing the fact that like hey this christmas song makes me a mint every year i'm just going to lean into that and so now that she's a little more humble uh-huh. for lack of a better word i think people like her more i like that she's kind of cuckoo bananas mm-hmm. <laughs> you like glitter. <laughs> oh, so then what else happened? Um in the movie? Oh, uh, because yeah, of the, well. the rusty water bucket, not uh, the water's not working, she goes to speak to Boone, and Boone is like freehand sketching some like architectural designs. Didn't understand that. And then this is no, where like- Dawson and Aaron are leaving the movie. They're getting ice cream. Boone's fixing the water. Aaron and Boone are talking about like big city life versus living in this dump. And then uh, Boone and Tara are admiring the quick fix, and they're they're having. I called it a boring cute in my notes because I didn't care what was going on. And then uh, Aaron and Dawson are discussing Tara's status as more a mom than a stepmom. Dawson leaves. And now, and Aaron's like, oh, it's fine. Tara's never late. And then we see, uh, cut to Tara and Boone. They go in for a kiss. Oh. But then she's like, oh, shit, I forgot my kid. Well, no, then they start dancing. They, they are sort of dancing. Yeah, they kiss, and they start moving in this weird circle like they're dancing, but there's no music. And then they're co- cock-blocked by Tara's alarm to pick up Aaron. Uh-huh. Cock-blocked by an alarm. Yeah, that's like, that is self-cock blocking. Yes. And then she goes and gets her. Yeah. And then... This is where Tara runs into Kendra and is off of the job. Yes. And then she's like, oh, I know. I gotta go back to the city. And then Kendra was like, I'm not giving up on you. And then... Is this where Aaron finds out about her dad? Uh, not oh, yet. No, out. this is where Boone no. asks her out on a date. Okay. We actually like aren't going to just jump into we're in love with each other before having a date. So he asks her on a date. And she's like, should uh-huh. we be doing this? She says she could be ready for a fall for him. She, uh, she thinks she already has fallen for him. She doesn't know she's ready. Points out that the kiss felt ready. They're both scared. They agree. Uh-huh. And this is where Tara, uh, uh, where then Tara gets home in another scene and Aaron's crying because she got because email from the dad. He's getting married. Yes. She's got to go to the wedding now. Yeah. I do think it's funny. Dad's like, it's urgent that you leave town, but I'm going to tell you this urgent message by sending you a technology you probably don't use because you're 14. Right. What was it? An email? Yeah. And then Aaron's upset and she runs away, right? Uh, oh, yeah. She did run away, but while she's running away, 
Tara's calling the ex and chewing him out and calling him a douchebag and stuff. Like, well, she didn't say that, but she she's just basically yeah, <laughs> chewing basically. him out. Wait, is she what? What she calls him? What is she? What 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 does it sound like? What she uh, she calls him? You know, what I'm talking about is there a sound bite? Oh, again, Kurt. I've so I didn't mention this on the show, know, but, but I have like one arm right now because I dislocated my shoulder. So it takes me a while, wait. and I need a little bit more of an on rib to get to things like you dick. <laughs> That's it. That's it. That's a recording of a phone call. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> actually i think it'd be really funny if if tara called him and instead just he picks up the phone and she's just like you bitch <laughs> you're ruining your daughter's life so then yeah then aaron runs away because they always run away yeah wow and then they find her. And she had fallen off a raft. Or what was she, where was she planning on going? Floating away into the right. Gulf of Mexico or I don't know. Whatever happened to calling an Uber. Then and then this is where Tara is or uh yeah, Tara then decides I'm gonna leave tomorrow. And so then she uh, she tells Boone, Boone, gotta go. Bye. <laughs> Which I think is pretty shitty. It's like yeah. you spend the whole summer there and then you just decide, I'm gonna leave. Because then she wants to be a mother to, to Aaron, yeah. even though she's not supposed to be. Is that pretty much it? Oh. Well, let's see. Now, we, we talked about the, the 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 heavy drama where they run to find Erin. She's she the the boot cap size, but she's all right. It's like um, it's like a poor man's remake of that Meryl Streep River movie. Do you remember that one? The River Wild. Yeah, yeah. The River Wild. I never saw it though. It, it it was like that, except you're kind of rooting for some people to capsize. <laughs> that was the movie where it was a big deal that Meryl Streep has a gun. Well, it Streep's was like Meryl Streep's doing an action movie. Right. Wow. Remember when Dustin Hoffman did an action movie? Was it Congo or Outbreak, I think it was called. And all it was was him going from a helicopter. He jumped like three feet onto a ship, but that was his action scene. Woo, it, was, it probably wasn't even him. Probably not. I forget. The movie sucks, whatever it was. Was it called Outbreak? It was something, whatever it was. It was bad. <laughs> So, so then, so then this is the part where she's like leaving, right? She's like, Boone, I'm leaving. Out of here. Boone, um, I guess so. But doesn't she stay? Yeah. I have a yeah. kiss. Well, that, that she, I think she's already staying by this point or like has, has already told him she's leaving. But then the whole Aaron thing with the boat happens. Tara, call, just, Tara calls James the ex and she's like, I'm not sending, I mean, uh, I'm not sending Aaron back now. And you just need to love her. And and James looks secretly relieved. <laughs> That's the whole thing. <laughs> relieved, but also almost like, wow, my ex really put me in my place with how to parent my child. And I've taken that information and I'm a better man for it. Right. 
and I and she's just she's just gonna stay there with her, and I can live my life with my young wife and be happy. Yeah, nice. Because you know when it all comes down to it, and it comes between the young wife and the kid, anything to make life with the young wife easier, I'll do it. <laughs> I just realized I referenced I I just, I just said I'm I'm out of here and I referenced the the the, the old TV show The State where I, where I worked as an intern many years ago so I've now come full circle in my life oh wow well, there you so go. how's that for full circle you worked as an intern you know all those guys are still working like uh, Michael Showalter is a huge director I know well he ain't calling me <laughs> but I, but I was an in, I was an intern on the show you know what I did. I was not an intern on MTV. They left MTV and they went, they tried to go to CBS and, and they did the seat. They did like a Halloween special and I was an intern on their Halloween special. Oh, okay. What did you do as an intern? I did. I worked like at all the, all, all the departments I worked with like, I worked with like the, the prop departments, everybody there. And then they did. Um, and then they were going to do a new year's Eve special on cbs and um oh exclusive news I, I i never talked about this before no no i sort of remember yeah. their their stuff at and uh cbs i sort of remember them they're being talked well about so show. they so they're planning on doing a show on so i was at at the i was at the filming of the show and all that stuff and uh what was the group there sonic youth was the band that, that 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 played that was their musical guest i had to like i had to clear them out, out of the hallway at one point i was like hey sonic youth please leave but anyway they were trying to they were planning on doing a new year's eve show and they were and they had me um going to the library and getting images and stuff like that and these and these images that they, they were and stuff that they were they're planning for their new year's eve special they didn't do the new year's eve special because the this the hd halloween show bombed it tanked but then their plans for the New Year's Eve special became the show Viva Variety. Oh, nice! So I oh. did early. So I did like this early research for Viva Viva, what became Viva Variety. Oh, the many lives of Kurt Fitzpatrick. That could be a miniseries. I'd watch it. Well, as you could see, I, I was very instrumental in in the entertainment industry and yeah. our culture of today. Yes. Well. Right. Oh, he's saying wrap it up. Yeah. If you want to find. I was done. No, I just meant all of us. I w that wasn't for you directly, Kurt. That was for all of us. If no. you want to find me, <laughs> Les Kirkendall Barrett, you can find me on Instagram at Kirkendall, K-U-R-K-E-N-D-A-A-L. Jason. Please rate and review us wherever you listen to your podcast. Give us five stars despite the fact that we haven't put out a new episode in six weeks. It helps other people find the show for when we do put out new episodes. Uh, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook at a uh, at Lifetime of Hallmark Podcast. And you can find me on face, uh, Facebook and Instagram at Big Shot Jason. Kurt. Okay, so I'm on KurtFitzPatrick.com. I will update it. But in the meantime, I'm doing my show. The Gesture of All Maladies at the Indianapolis Fringe Festival in the beginning of September. And then I'm going to be doing my show Behind Every Great Mariska Hargate is a great Kurt Fitzpatrick at the end of September in the Cannibal Festival, which is part of the Philadelphia Fringe Festival. 
I'm also going to be performing. Um, I believe this is going to be happening. I'm going to be performing in a vacation Bible school production. <laughs> I am. No, this is true. I got involved in this because they were going to have me play Jesus, but they have a different role for me. So I'm going to be doing that for five nights in Elmer, New Jersey, and that's going to be um, the beginning of August. That's what's going on. As Jesus. No, I'm not going to be Jesus. Um, I'm going to be playing more of like an. They, that's what I thought they were going to have me do. So that's why I was interested in 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 doing it. But now they said not Jesus. I'm going to be playing more of like an Indiana Jones role. Okay. Indiana Jones back in the saddle. Yes, that'll be All me. right. And that's it. and um, I am going to be doing my show, climbing my family tree, also in Indianapolis at the Indianapolis French. Festival, but I will be there before Kurt, so Kurt is spared because I'll be there the last two weeks in August, and I'll also be at the Minnesota Fringe Festival doing the same show uh, the first two weeks in August, and very soon, probably next week, I will have an announcement coming up uh, regarding my show, The Real Black Swan. Oh. And good announcement, and I let's just say I will be closer to home. Hey. Oh, can I say something too? Uh, I'm sure. sorry. If, if, you know, I, I left something out. Were you done? Yeah, go no, ahead. go ahead. Okay, no, just the, the, the shelf shedding movie show. Uh, I'm on, there's a new episode just got released. We do uh, late period, perhaps mid period, Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. So it's, it's uh, Jason Debray is the host. He's a friend of the show. He's been on an episode. So that's, that was released recently. All right. Awesome. And also, um, I actually uh, am on uh, the Black Queer Town Hall podcast that's hosted by Bob the Drag Queen and uh, Peppermint. And you can catch me on that. And I guess that's it. So, Gay Pride is over. I will not be making any more trips out of the country. So, we are back. Indiana Jones, back of the saddle. We're back, and now I gotta go jogging so I can close my rings for today. So, see you later. Bye. Bye. Bye.